Okay, take a seat. So it's, it's actually really good to speak out what we believe, because if we believe what we just said, we believe in Jesus, we have to listen to what he says. Now, what have we just heard? Jesus's words can actually be a bit startling, especially we like to think about him in terms of love and grace and forgiveness, and yet, He's being completely honest with us and simply telling his disciples, and that includes us, what to expect in this time between his first and his second coming. So thank you, family. Very well done. Now, in the skit, they were watching the news. Does anyone here follow what's going on in the news? Raise your hands if you do, yeah. How do, how do you do that? Do you do, do you watch the television to do it? Yeah, some of you watch the television. Does anybody still get a newspaper and read the paper every now and again? Yeah? Hmm? Online, yeah, yeah, the app on the phone. Does anybody get their news from Facebook? Hmm? Okay, yeah, I, I do that too. How about TikTok? I actually heard that the Ukrainian war was best reported on TikTok. Yeah? Radio in the car, maybe? And do any of the kids watch the Yokshernel, the Dutch kids thing? Because they usually, yeah, well done. Do you understand it even? Great, that's fabulous. Bilingual, trilingual, maybe. Wonderful. Now, we saw how the parents reacted at first, didn't we? Now, does anybody else recognize that desire to just tune out? of all those bad news that we're hearing and watch binge watch something on Netflix or play computer games or just retreat into doing something that makes you happy. I do knitting sometimes. I knit an entire blanket during the uh, 2016 elections in America. Okay, this too is actually nothing new. Earlier, Roshan shared with us that passage from second, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. And let me give you a little bit of context for that. Apparently, things were so bad and stressful that people were, some people were so convinced that Jesus' second coming was so close that there was no longer any need to do any work. Because, well, once Jesus came back, everything would be made new and the old rules won't apply anymore, right? Or uh, was it maybe just an excuse for being a bit lazy? Obviously, they were so wrong, but it does highlight a temptation that we face. In those days and these days, it's easy to get stressed out by the signs of the times, but Paul's letter is really clear. No matter where we are on the timeline, we have to keep busy doing what we're supposed to do. A dear friend of mine used to say, Chris, you just have to keep moving. And that's important to remember, whether we're concerned about all those bad things happening in the world, the climate crisis, the wars and rumors of wars, the oppression of basic human rights, political machinations, or whether we're worried about our own personal situations or those of those we love. And you know, we adults shouldn't think that we have, you know, 
the, the, all of the worry on ourselves. You under 18s, I see you out there. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. The guys in the back who are still talking, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking to you because listen, I do have a teenager at home and I know that you guys are experiencing just as much stress. It's almost end of term exams right now. So there are end of term projects. There's end of term exams themselves coming up. And you know, your friends are having troubles too. So you're worried about them. The younger kids, they pick up on what the rest of us are worried about too. And they worry too, even though they don't really understand. And yet, we are told not to withdraw into the world of Netflix and computer games. We are supposed to be doing the good that we are called to do. And what is that? Well, usually it's the work that's right in front of us. We work either to, for the means to support ourselves and our families, or we work in a non-paid capacity, caring for our families and for those around us. And kids, you don't get away with not doing work. You just have some chores to do, and you've got your schoolwork to do. And in addition to the everyday work, we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, these days, loving ourselves in the, for there's, yeah, in the form of self-care has gotten a lot of press, you know. There are magazines full with, oh, how you can take care of yourself. But we must not get in, so involved in loving ourselves that we forget that we need to love our neighbors. We are part of a community here and in our neighborhoods. And we all need to look out for each other at work, at school, and at home. And to pick up on another thing that Roshan said, Shared, when we're doing this, we remember that we're called to stay busy doing good and not to be busybodies. Now, do any of the kids out there know that word busybody? Have you ever heard it before? Might be a bit of an old fashioned word. But let me tell you what it means. It means being somebody who is interested in what everyone else is doing and who likes talking about other people and especially pointing out what other people are doing wrong, being disruptive. Now kids, I can imagine that some of you, particularly those in high school, actually know kids like this. They're the ones who love everybody else's drama and they love talking about it. And we grown-ups usually have some experience with this ourselves. And this week, I had another insight into what it means to be a busybody. I was actually struggling, both with worry about those elections happening in my home state of Pennsylvania and with some more immediate worries in my family and family of a friend of mine. And I found myself in what felt like a state of paralysis. And I have to confess that I spent more than a few hours on my phone playing computer games and, oh, endlessly scrolling Facebook. It was so much easier to move that one finger than it was to move the rest of my body. Okay. And suddenly, I realized I was being a busybody. 
distracting myself from the housework and preparing this sermon and all of the other things that I had to do by going down the digital rabbit hole and being interested in what everyone else was doing and maybe making some comments about it and getting involved in their lives and not my own. Now, I am not saying that Facebook or computer games are sinning necessarily. Facebook is a great way of keeping in touch with friends and as an international community with friends and family across the world, it's a really good way of keeping in touch. And a computer game can be a really nice way, kind of unwinding at the end of a busy day, but the reality was I was not having a busy day. I was avoiding all of the things that I was supposed to be doing. I was actually being lazy. And alas, that is one of the seven deadly sins. Oi, 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 oi. Oh, thank God for Jesus. Now, interestingly, it, I find it an interesting coincidence that I happened to be working on this talk and was actually able to experience everything that I was going to be talking about today. God can be really good that way. And so, long story short, on Thursday, yes, there were three other days in the week before that, Thursday I picked myself off, deleted the games from my phone, and spent Thursday doing all of those bits of housework that I'd been avoiding all week. Worked a bit more on this, this on Friday. And it felt a little bit better. It did not change the state of the world at all. But it did change the state of my mind and honestly the state of my household. Now, hopefully I haven't bored you all too much with this story. Or are any of you out there secretly scrolling on your phones, distracting yourselves? But let me wrap this up. So just to recap, yeah, it's bad out there. The news is bad in the world and sometimes in our own lives. And yes, Jesus will be coming back someday to make things right. But only God knows when. And so, yes, until then, in this time of watching and waiting, we need to keep doing the good work that he has called us to do. So may our friend, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, enable us through the Holy Spirit to not become weary, but to continue to do good and to be busy, not with what everyone else is doing, but to keep focused on the good work that we are called to do. And when we start feeling tired and weary, we remember something else that Jesus says, this time recorded in Matthew's Gospel. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen.